0: Here on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show. Live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We'll get to the blitz here in just a moment. And I know we're approaching the weekend. And with the approaching of the weekend, I know everybody stops by their local liquor store before they get to said weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So make sure if you stop by a local liquor store, You grab a bottle of Old Dominic. I know how tempting it is to buy that national brand you've been buying for a long time. You've been reaching for it for years. It's hard to break that habit. But whatever that bottle contains, we have a local distillery that does it better, and that's Old Dominic Distillery. They have gin. They have vodka. They have toddy. They have whiskey. They have bourbon. They have whatever you need to wet your whistle. It's the most fresh, most full type of spirit you can buy in this city. And the distillery is right here in this city, right on the riverfront. 305 South Front Street is where you can find old dominic and they have events all the time go check out their events and their products at OldDominic.com. you can even book a tour and tasting on there as well but regardless old dominic distillery wants me to tell you to come by and say hi but without further ado let's go ahead connor and hop into the blitz the biggest stories overloading, overloading the line. line. A bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis' sports station.
1: And always remember that the Blitz is brought to you by Sissy's Log Cabin. Connor, let's hop into it. South Florida beat Tulsa last night and are now 18-5 and and 11-1 and and in sole possession of first place in the AAC. That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. They had a stretch, and I brought it up with David Cobb um, a little bit earlier.
0: They had a stretch in their non-con where they were miserable, absolutely positively miserable. That's why that 20-point comeback against Memphis looked so bad at the time because in their out-of-conference, um, they started 2-4. and four. Uh, They lost to Central Michigan, Maine, Hofstra, and UMass. In their first six games. Yeah, not good. Yes, but since then they've been unbelievable in conference because they're taking it seriously and they've turned it all the way around. And Amir Rahim is making magic in year one. And I, I don't know how surprising it should be. Um, it shouldn't be overly surprising. When he was at Kennesaw State, you know what he took over? He took over a six-win team and in year one for him they were 1-28. By year four, they were 26 and 9 and made the NCAA tournament. By year four, he did that. From 1 and 28 to 26 and 9 in an NCAA tournament bid. And he comes from a great basketball family. He's the brother of Sharif Abdur-Rahim. Hi, dude, I was and about Sharif, to say. Sharif. Sharif, yeah. of course, is the president of the G League. So he's got plenty of connections, and that, that sort of helps him in recruiting and and hammering the transfer portal, knowing the guys in the transfer portal. And, and let's be honest, he turned around the roster. Three of his top four scorers are transfers. Chris Youngblood, Kayshawn Pryor, who absolutely killed the Tigers in that game here at home in that 20-point comeback. And then Kobe Knox. He understands, though, what what I think a lot of coaches need to understand in college basketball, and that's the, quote, I need time excuse, is is a thing of the past. You can turn around the roster in a year. The portal is accessible. It's full of talent. Like, you have thousands, thousands of kids hopping in in college basketball and college football every single year. There's so much talent in there, you just have to take advantage of it and find the right guys for you, and he seems to have done that. Now, I want to point out something, and I know that, you know, the University of Memphis is looking into, you know, potentially getting into – uh, a power conference and moving up from the American Athletic Conference, and I think they're they're right there at the top of that short list with like the, the Boise States of the world, those type of teams. But when you look at South Florida and their athletic department, they are making a serious case. Amir Abdurrahim is rolling in year one, eighteen and five, eleven and one in conference. Alex Golish, who is the OC at Tennessee, comes over in year one, and what does he do? he led football to their first bowl win since 2017 in year 1 and they went 7 and 6 but the the improvement was unbelievable and also when you look at uh, South Florida they're in the process of building a new on-campus stadium so as much as you know we we you know want to position Memphis at the top of uh, of realignment conversations if another round of realignment comes along South Florida's right there with them um, i will say though With all this being said, I think the real test is not getting out of the gutter, but it's staying out of the gutter. South Florida has to continue this upward trajectory going into the future. They have to work on their NIL, and they have to continue the the upward trajectory right this second. Um, I think Memphis is in a good spot uh, compared to them at this current moment, but South Florida is doing everything they can, and and that, that much is very clear to me.
1: Absolutely. It, it it almost feels like South Florida may be just a step or two behind where Memphis is right now. Like they're starting to build the programs back up where Memphis like because Penny Hardaway, Coach Silverfield and then the football coaches prior to him really helped build those programs up and it feels like that South Florida is kind of in that moment right now where yep. all of a sudden their sports teams across you know across all college sports are beginning to be successful. I mean, when you talk about Memphis, you got to talk about women's soccer. You got to talk about the women's yep. basketball team. The you know the men's soccer team. Just name a team; they're probably successful right now at the University of Memphis. The tennis team right now is phenomenal. So you know it's really exciting. And I will say, pretty easy to recruit down in South Florida. It's it not. Is. It's not difficult. It's it not is. difficult. And that's why I mean, when I when
0: I was playing at the University of Memphis, South Florida was a thorn in the side. Man, they had so the. the one thing about about recruiting South Florida in football is speed, 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 speed. Really, they had Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, oh God! They, they had a, a um, what was that? A, the like? Quentin Flowers. <laughs> they had all these all these guys. What they was it like, like playing him in college? He was good. He was fast as hell, man. And I even played with him at the uh, uh, NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. He was actually on my team on my team at the NFL Collegiate Bowl, and we got, we got absolutely hammered in that game, but it, it's an all-star game, uh, but he was definitely one getting a whole lot of attention around And I think he was, what, a third-round pick, but he's so damn fast. But they just recruit speed. And that's what Central Florida's done for years. That's what got them into the Big 12. But I'm curious how all of this is going to work out. One of the interesting conversations that's been popping up in recent days, Connor, about realignment is the ACC. We know FSU is annoyed with the situation that they're in because the grant of rights is through 2036. But there are reports about ESPN holding every bit of leverage over the ACC right now. And going into next year, there is a real possibility that ESPN can pull the plug on their ACC contract. They have, they hold the Infinity Stones there. They could pull it and then sort of, uh, you know, put Florida State and Clemson in the SEC and put all these different schools wherever they want them to go. That would be the quickest way to get to that new breakoff entity
1: in college football, right? It's absolutely insane to me that ESPN has a kill switch for the ACC. That's, right. what, that's basically what they it do, is. They do, they do. They can just decide. They can, they can push a button and just dissolve and it. And it's gone. Yes. It's gone.
0: Because the TV contract is not going to be, I mean, they they can literally end it. And that's the one thing holding the ACC together through 2036 at this moment. That ironclad grant of rights, right? But if ESPN decides, yeah, it's not worth it for us anymore. Let's add value to the, the SEC contract. Let's add value elsewhere.
1: They can do that. I really hope it doesn't happen. I it hope it seems I, a like hundred, drastic things would I, have
0: to, to go I, down I think for that, it too. I think this is a little more abstract than we're making it right, right. here it's in this moment. It's a possibility,
1: not an expectation. But who knows, it's man? Something to keep an eye on.
0: It's something. It makes, that, because th- before 2036, at the very least. I mean, we're talking about 12 years from now. I could imagine a world where before 2036 the ESPN hits the kill switch and says to hell with this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the
1: 12 precious pieces of cargo they are.
0: So let Instacart Cart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We need to think forward and the
1: ACC is not really in our plans. Well, it makes that advisory... Alliance thing with the Big Ten and SEC. It's a little bit more more nefarious now because you're like, wait a second. If the SEC and Big Ten have media rights deals, the college football playoff has media rights deals with ESPN, and they kill switch the ACC after the Pac-12 has already been killed. It feels like that would be a not a death blow, but close to one for the NCAA as a whole. Well, I think, and then they'd be sitting there like, "Hey, we've already got this uh, set up here. Y'all want to come over here?" And all of a sudden, you have a new, it, it, all of a sudden you have a new power, and it's and it's that board. So it's just it makes all of a sudden you see what the future could hold. Again, I think it's the darkest timeline. Yes, and I am hoping that we do not go that way because it would be just. As someone who grew up, I mean, like the Pac-12 being gone, it, it does. Stink. It's gross. Yeah. It's really gross. 108 it's years worth tradition of history just wiped away. I do not want to see that happen to the ACC. It's just a little scary that it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll keep an eye on it, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. Because it's, that-
0: it's it's the fact that it's a possibility, and the fact that ESPN it just holds all this power the tv partners hold so much damn power a couple it,
1: years ago it, it felt like but I, they but were no going down but what i
0: do what i do think about like the the consumer at this point the consumer realizes these things the consumer starting to understand yeah we could act like greg sankey and uh you know tony Petiti have all this power but in the end of the day they are beholden still to the tv partners that right. they're they're making money off of so I think people are starting to understand
1: that a little bit more but this it could get dark it could be a very very dark here soon. I think what realignment has done is it has educated most college athletics fans about the harsh reality that the the dollar is king. Yeah, follow the money and you're going to know what happens. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean look at the you just talked about realignment stuff, look at SMU. Like it's it's all about following the money and I would I would say if the ACC did dissolve it would be a little it just just you know be depressing It'd be depressing, but, like, 5% of me would be like, ha-ha, SMU. That would be, like a that would be hilarious because
0: like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, would SMU fit in with the Big 12? Like, they wouldn't go to the SEC or the Big 10. That, that's for damn sure. So, like, could you imagine a situation where if, if, the, if, if ESPN pushed the kill switch on the ACC, completely ended their, their relationship with them, and SMU has to go right back to the American Athletic Conference? That would be so fun. After all they gave up, they're like, I'm not going to take a payout. For this many years, we're gonna pay you money to make sure we
1: transfer over to the ACC, and the ACC just dies. It would be like that Alonzo Morning gift, where you're just like, "Man, this is really terrible that the ACC's gone." But SMU, but- <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, no doubt about it. Yeah! All right, for the last thing of the blitz today, let's play a fun little game with okay. the Grizzlies roster. Of all the various mix and, mass piece, mix and match pieces, the Grizzlies have Scottie Pippen Jr., Lamar Stevens, yuta and Jordan Goodwin who do you think is the most likely to stick and by and by stick I mean going to be on this Grizzlies roster next year not going to be right. in the G League most of the time like they're going to be the 14th or 15th guy on this team
0: yeah um this is an interesting conversation because I also think it's kind of funny cuz you've brought this up uh over the past few our weeks our brains are warped our brains are completely warped like we're we're talking about the bottom of the roster cuz we've had to deal with the bottom of the roster the entire we're year and two way guys and we've seen guys <laughs> in GG G. Jackson and Vince Williams Jr who before the year would have been thought of as like maybe 14 15 16 two way guy whatever it is to those who don't know ball and then and then there you see them sort of slide in and they'll probably be 6 7 8 9 somewhere in that in that the sort of mash up when it comes to uh, rotations and lineups next year. Um, but of all these guys, Scottie Pippen Jr., Lamar Stevens, Yuta, and Jordan Goodwin, I think the easiest thing to say would be uh, Yuta Watanabe picking up his player option and being the 15th guy or 14th guy on this roster. I think that's the easiest thing to say. But of guys that I've seen that I, I really think the the Grizzlies should think about going the rest of the year – um, I think Scottie Pippen Jr., I know he's on a two-year, two two-way, two so they don't really have to make a decision on him uh, anytime soon, but he has shown a lot of promise, man, mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor, too. I know he's not that big, and defense can be a struggle for him at times, but damn, man, he gives effort, he gets knockaways, he do, does some things on the, on the defensive end I like, and then on offense, he can set up things, and he can knock down a three ball, and he's got a good offensive bag. The other guy, and I know it's only been two games, but Lamar Stevens has been a pleasant surprise through two games. He's You know, the, the, the stat, and I brought it up earlier that, that just blows me away, is the fact that he ends up on the Grizzlies through trade, and he's had two double-figure games this entire year, the two games he's played with the Grizzlies. He's two for two. He's batting a 1,000 when it comes to getting double-figure games. Good, for, for, him. The Grizzlies Good for him. So that's another guy I think they should take a long, hard look at because he can rebound. Uh, he's sizable. And, and I, I think you brought this up off the air. He sort of fits. He kind of fits the John Conchar mold in a, to a, to a, to a to a certain extent. Yeah. Obviously John Conchar's on the contract and Lamar Stevens is expiring so you'd have to move things around to make Lamar Stevens um but you know part of this, this thing going forward. Um, but those are the two guys I would look at the closest to be the 14th or 15th guy on this roster is Lamar Stevens, Scottie Pippen
1: Jr. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm a big fan of Scottie Pippen Jr. The good news is is that he's already locked up on that contract, so he's going to be around in some capacity. A few people have said that they see early flashes of maybe a Tyus Jones-type player in him, and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um it's his pace of play that has been really impressive to me. Is the game hasn't overwhelmed him, and usually not with, too fast for him. Usually, with young point guards coming into the NBA, that's what's happening. It's it's happening to Scoot Henderson right now in yep. Portland. It's been a bit of a surprise. He's beginning to figure it out, but the pace of play for young point guards in the NBA can be overwhelming. But, and Scotty's done a very very good job of not letting that I happen. Think to him. There's something
0: to be said about Scotty coming to to Memphis. You know, after what what's his year two or three for him. Uh whether it's the G League or the NBA, I think there's something to be said about him actually coming into his own at this point in his career. Right? Like the Grizzlies sort of got to him at a good time and signed him to a two way at a good time. So I mean he's what, twenty three years old. I think this is I I I think he has some potential. He now, has some
1: potential. To move on to Yuta, to Yeah, I could see Yuda sticking around. He's got that player option if he does if you know, if he decides to To use it, he will, of course, be on this team moving forward. He is also going to be a contract that would be easy to move because he would be an expiring deal. I also see a scenario where the Grizzlies convince him to opt out of that deal and then they sign him to maybe a smaller deal for more years. That could happen, too. Or they just let him walk. Or they just let him walk. All of those are in play. All of those are in play. Lamar Stevens is the interesting one, because I I will admit, I underestimated him. when When he first was included in that Grizzlies trade with Tillman, I assumed he was going to be the guy that they waived because he's an expiring deal. Metu was going to be who they kept because they needed a center, and they decided not to do that. And he has been a pleasant surprise. I am encouraged by his play. The only problem with him is that he is an expiring contract this year, so... The deal, quote unquote, that he is on right now and the you know, the exciting part of him is that he costs so few or he's cost so little little. I'm not sure that's gonna be a possibility if he keeps playing this way the rest of the season. Right. Somebody out there might say, Hey, we want to take a swing at him. But the John Conchar conversation is interesting because if the Grizzlies decided to move John Conchar, which we know that he had trade value value around the deadline, he's going to have it again at the draft. He's somebody that you could dangle in front of another team to maybe go get that center if need be. If you moved off of John Conchar, I'd have no problem if they Lamar looked would be at Lamar Stevens cheap and version said, of hey, it. you know that, that, that uh, John Conchar contract we just had him on that was good value for the team and the player? Would you want that? And if you decided to take it, hey, that'd be great. I would have no problem at all if we looked at the end of the Grizzlies bench and Lamar Stevens and Utah are sitting there. That'd be a solid end of the bench for the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm full, fully in agreement. It's the one name we haven't brought up is Jordan Goodwin because I think it'll be the ten day and he's done.
1: Yeah, I, I, they're, they're revolving just, doors they're with just, those
0: guys. Just done, Thank you so, for your service. There's no yeah. real spot for him, and we understand. It's that.
1: just that this is where we are in the and Grizzlies you know season. How nasty! Listen, <laughs> I loved the win last night. I love the fact that they didn't let <laughs> the roster. We're talking and Dylan Brooks about them long-term we, viability of two-way listen, guys and ten-day guys. I, I and love, I love the fact that deals. the Grizzlies
0: got a dub last night, and I, I like it was fun to watch. It was like, awesome. I, I, I get that, and they, it, like the way they did it was just so strange. Like just knocking down three
1: balls and getting killed on the boards, though. At the same time, it was just strange. I almost started screaming at my Valentine's Day dinner when Vince but, Williams Jr. kicked that ball.
0: But the post-game interview—this is where we're at. The post-game interview was a guy who's played two games in Lamar Stevens <laughs> and a guy who played one game in Jordan Goodwin. <laughs> That's what the post-game interview was. And you have Jordan Goodwin like, oh, the vibes are great in Memphis. It's like, how do you know? You've been here for like 48 hours, buddy. It's good to hear, though. <laughs> uh, sure. It's good to hear. Sure, he's just like, we're working hard. It's like, yeah, you have no real choice to do anything else. You're playing for your NBA lives. I
1: will say, the good news is, though, it is a bit ridiculous that we are having long conversations about <laughs> these guys. But... Long term, it is a good thing that we are watching these guys and saying, if they are the 14th and 15th guys on this team next year, you feel pretty damn good about that roster. Like, you do. Like, this is... (laughs) <laughs> they would be they would already be the best bench players for the for the suns but you know I mean? it's, right. it's not a bad thing necessarily that you know yuda and lamar stevens could be your 14th and 15th guys I, next year I'd, I'd be i'd be on board for
0: it i don't i don't disagree with that at all but that will do it for the blitz we have one more segment left of the day we need to go ahead and rewind when we return right here on the gabe Kuncha 92.9 fm espn